Welcome to Out of the Bubble. My name's Rachel Peru. It's time to hear from some amazing women over 40 who are embracing life and leading a trail of inspiration along the way. So this week's guest is former athlete and Olympian champion Jenny Stout, who I had the pleasure of uh, watching walk in the fashion show event organised by J.D. Williams, which celebrated midlife women. J.D. Williams teamed up with Women and Home magazine in a nationwide model competition search for Midster Women. And Jenny, at 53, was one of the fabulous winners Yay! alongside Sue Hammond. And I've also read, Jenny, that you grew up in Bradford, which is yes. not far from me. So fellow uh, West <laughs> Yorkshire girls. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so before we talk about the model competition, mm-hmm. um, modelling is not your full-time career. No. So can you tell me a little bit about what you do with Stella Athletics? Yeah, so at the moment, um, Stella Athletics, we're part of a sports management company, which is Stella Group, predominantly football. So they look after quite a number of uh, world-class footballers, um, including um, Loftus-Cheeks, Ruben, Ruben Loftus-Cheeks and um, Gareth Bale. Hmm. So basically, um, I run it alongside John Regis, who is my ex-partner, the father of my children. Yeah. Um, we manage athletes. We do their commercial and race um, contracts. So we basically uh, put them in races and they compete. And we try to make them become world-class athletes. Wow. So yeah. how does that fit in with family life? Because obviously you've got teenagers as well. Yeah. Do you have to do a do lot know, of travelling? Yeah. Do you know, it's, it is probably, probably the most hectic thing I think I've ever done. Um, to be fair, John does more of um, the travelling than I do. Um, I am office-based because of the girls. So he, alongside um, two other um, agents... They do all the scouting and go to races and see the athletes run. I go to the occasional one, but then um, I, you know, then a John will take the girls and then, then I can go the weekend and then come back and that sort of thing. Hmm. So it works. Yeah, 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 yeah. It works definitely. To become a world class athlete um, and Olympic, you've clearly got to be a very driven and motivated person. Yeah. So when you retired from the track, how difficult was it to make that transition into finding another? Role yeah. yeah, do you know that when I when I actually got injured, um, I think way back in 90, 1993 after the Olympics, and it was mm. really a sort of a really hard shock for me. I actually was offered in Gladiators the mm. um, the TV, so I became Rebel, the Gladiator Which I for love. four I'm years. So, so excited! <laughs> <laughs> so that was quite a nice little crossover for me because it still gave you that kind of buzz and that energy and that sort of thing. And so, and then after that, I tried to do some stunt work with um and i did the russell crowe crow um movie the gladiator oh, movie. that's really cool yeah and i was yeah and i and then i got pregnant um and i, thought I was gonna be a stunt lady. And i was like how did this happen <laughs> i'm gonna be pregnant at 36 years old i didn't have a maternal um, bone in my mm. body whatsoever i didn't think i was and i was like no 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 this is not for me i can't be a mother no 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 and then i went to one of my friends who's got who's gynecologist and i just said look you know Am, am I really pregnant? Like everybody says I must be because I've got the munchies and I'm eating all over the place. And then I heard this little beep, beep, beep. And I said, what's that? And she said, that's the heartbeat. I was like, oh. okay, sold. Yeah. So, 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 so what happened? So when I had my eldest, it kind of changed my whole life. Mm-hmm. Totally changed my whole life. Whereas that was, I think Alicia was the thing that made me not be hungry for athletics 
or or any of that kind of life. And you know, and I was thirty six years old, mm. and there wasn't much I could do. So I decided, okay, uh, you know, we we, we we just started the business myself and John. It's just before we split, and then I just thought, okay, let me just put my head down and do an office job mm. so I can have a, a child. And I did that, and I didn't want um, Alyssa to be a, a single a single child by herself. So I had Renee at forty. Mm which um, I gave myself one hit and I got it. And, um, <laughs> and, and then, uh, yeah, and then uh, I, I literally just became ha- um, sort of like housebound and workbound for the kids. It wasn't as, like, a, a, like a terrible thing. It was something that I knew was the next segment of my life. You yeah. know what I mean? That sort of thing. You know, John and I, unfortunately, we split. We were, we were together for like 19 years and we just grew apart mm. and it wasn't, it wasn't a thing. It was, it was the toughest thing. To be fair, yeah. but we both decided to stay in the business because it was good for both of us in terms of looking after the kids, and you know, and for me as well, I didn't want to start a new company and uh, have to worry about childcare and all that sort of mm. stuff. And I thought, well, you know, if I'm working in the same company, they can't sack me, right? Yeah, that's good thinking. And, uh, you know, and I could take time off when the kids are sick, so I just thought that I thought that was the best thing. So, so that's what I did, and it's uh, it's, it's it's hard. It was it was really difficult because being a single mum, doing lots of running around, up and down, looking after the kids, and trying to run a business was uh, was yeah, it was a pretty tall order. Yeah. And I think my driven track and field mind took over all of my emotions mm-hmm. and made me focus on what I was supposed to do. Did you still have time to exercise? Because obviously you spent all your life training and being really physically fit and the top of your game. So when you went through pregnancy and then having young kids, did you still have that time for yourself to go out and do your exercise? Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm a little bit of a, a, a nerd when it comes to exercise because it's my, it's my only release. It's the only thing. Like If I go on holiday, I have to have a gym. Mm. It's got to be a gym uh, on, on holiday because it's the thing that helps me just relax and just be myself. So, you know, I, it was really difficult because of the girls going to gym I mean, going to a gym and that sort of thing. Mm. So I literally got a bike, put it in the end of my bed and got mats and got some, some like dumbbells and a kettlebell and all that sort of stuff. And I actually do it in my bedroom. Right. So I'll roll out my bed. And sometimes when I'm really tired and I can't bother to find a pair of running tights or a vest, and if I grab my onesie, I'll just do it in my onesie. Yeah, you see, we've got no excuses now. You've said that. (laughs) I do. I do whenever. If people could see what I look like in the mornings when I'm exercising, they would laugh. There is there is no uniform fashion whatsoever. Whatever I rock up and how I feel in the morning is what Mm. ends up exercising, basically. Right. Yeah. So there's no excuses. Very funny. (laughs) So how did you go from this busy job working all the time to? Entering the J.D. Williams and Women in Home magazine competition. Do you know, I have to say, do you know, the thing is with me, I think that when you've, when you've done so much, you've done track and field and then you, know, you do the gladiators, you do the movie thing and then my business that I was doing and then you're doing so much for other people. You're doing stuff for the kids, you're managing athletes, you're managing expectations, you're managing everybody. And everyone's just like, take, 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 take. I actually felt like I wanted mm. something for myself and I wanted to do something that gave back to me. And I knew it's really bizarre because I knew I knew I had to do something to change what I was about. But I didn't know what it, where it was going to take me because I thought, OK, I'm going to let my hair go grey. I'm going to really put, make myself, you know, put myself in really good shape and I'm just going to use what I'm about to do whatever I have to do later on in life. Mm. I didn't know what it was, but it was just something inside me just kept me saying, Stay, stay in shape, keep your hair grey, blah, blah, blah. And a friend of mine, she saw the ad on and sent it to me through a direct message. 
and uh, I sat on it for a while and I just thought, nah, I don't know if it's me. I don't know if I can put myself forward for rejection, mm. I was thinking. And then I thought, okay. You, and then she, then she messaged me again and said, Jennifer, you've just got to go for it. Just go for it. See what happens. You've got nothing to lose. And I've been reading all these mindset books as well. So I just thought, you know, I'm just going to go out there and I'm just going to see what happens on the day and just take it from there. And so we had to kind of send a, a brief and some photographs about ourselves and what it was like to be mm. midsters. And I wrote a little bit about that. And then I became... You know, like a bit of a semi-final, the yeah. you know, the eleven that they were going to choose, and uh, I'm really terrible because I never ever read a lot of stuff when it comes to me. When it comes to my clients, I'm on it 100, percent and I never really read too much. I just flick over stuff for me. And when I got to the actual uh, studios and uh, I looked around, I thought, "There's Nikki Johnson," and I was like, "Oh my god, these are people from next from Britain's Next Top Model." I was like, yeah. "Oh my god, this is real." Yeah. <laughs> I went in there and I looked at it and I was like, "Oh." So this is really <laughs> real. And I was like, and it was like, Jennifer, it was all over the advertising. I said, yeah, yeah, but I didn't look. I just, just, I just did it. You know, that sort of thing. And so, so when I got there, it was, I was amongst some beautiful women. They were all so amazing, so nice and so creative in themselves. I kind of like just said, you know, I actually would like to have mm. a crack at this. So I just thought, I'm just going to put my best foot forward. I'm going to see what happens. And then I'm going to, and I'm going to, uh, you know, see how I come out of this at the other end. And uh, to actually be one of the final, to, to be, to actually want it, to actually sue, was just incredible. Absolutely incredible. Especially as, and I know I've been reading all these books about law of attraction and mindset, mm. setting yourself up for life, where you see yourself, all this sort of stuff. For it to actually manifest in, in, in the way that it has was, yeah, was quite, and then on my mood board as well, it's it's quite extraordinary. So I decided oh, I was going to go for it. And I, I decided that, you know, that I've been reading all these books about mindset and segment and segmenting your day and being being the best version of yourself and, and wanting the best for yourself. And for it to actually materialise, it was mm. incredible. It was really good. It was just one of the most astonishing moments. And for me as well, it wasn't a physical moment because everything I've done yeah. is physical it's always been you know pushing myself forward and being you know you know to trying to be better then but this time it was just about my sort of like naked self yeah. and such it was me putting myself without any kind of competition as such aggressively yeah. so um yeah for that to happen it was a uh, it was yeah it was truly it was truly remarkable I, I actually really fundamentally appreciated that moment did you say. feel daunted by it because you said about like meeting the judges and realizing who that moment where you realize actually who you stood in front of do you still feel that kind of nerves or is that through your training with athletics has that kind of been overridden now yeah I think yeah I, I think a lot of it was was because of um you know I, I do believe that my track and field focus and desire and commitment in terms of handling pressure has played a great part in being able to handle moments that I feel well with so that that kind of I can I can kickstart mm. myself but I think that um my my life had changed so much in terms of how I was thinking about myself and how I saw myself in society mm. as such I think that yes I'm glad it, it it went to my way it went the way it did I don't know what how I would have felt yeah. if it didn't but the fact that it did it kind of created this kind of momentum that I've been trying to give myself over the last five or six years. What tips can you give women who might be struggling with that kind of self-belief and that drive? Do you know, I've, yeah, do you know, I've been, I've been trying to get my, my head around a lot of this because 
I've just been looking at uh, like loads of magazines and media and everything, and and you know, women, we're, women are under like a hell of a lot yeah. of pressure, a hell of a lot of pressure. Not only in terms of you know motherhood and giving birth and looking after kids and all that sort of stuff. It's just how society literally sees us. We get scrutinised for every single thing we do. A man never gets scrutinised for how he looks or if he's put on weight or if he hasn't shaved one day or if his hair's too long or whatever. None of that. It's always women. It's unbelievable. And it's almost that we have to, in this world of madness, we have to almost find our own silent Mm. place where we are confident with who we are and that we can change what we're about. Yeah. And how people um, try to guide how we see things. Because do you so think, I, they, you how, know, do you, how do you get past that? How do you feel about the way media and the fashion industry kind of fail to represent midlife women in you, society? Yeah. Could you, do you know what it is? I think it's ownership, okay? Because when I decided that, to go grey, yeah. it was one of the toughest decisions I've ever made in my whole entire mm. life. And I didn't realise how much of a conscious in grey because before I didn't really care who looked at me who didn't say anything to me Jennifer Stout would get up and get dressed mm. for herself and it didn't matter who looked at me but when I went grey every single person that I saw I had a story mm. to tell them looking at me I had oh yeah the reason why I was going grey because I'm allergic to hair yeah. dye and I can't do this and I can't do it. every single time I saw them it was a story and to the friend of mine she said Jennifer why do you always have to start a story when someone looks at you or you're you know because I'm finding an excuse about what I'm doing and it just dawned on me like Jennifer if you don't own who you are and accept who you are it doesn't matter who you talk to they're just not going to accept it so I just said to myself okay if I can own me then I know everyone else will own me after everybody will just totally get what I'm about and they will just won't even talk about it and as soon as I own gray hair and I made it work for me and I accepted it everybody else now loves my grey hair yeah everyone who said oh, oh jennifer i can't believe it why have you gone grey you look like you're not taking care of yourself i couldn't do it are you sure you're okay let's go look on and there, you know there must be something out there that you can find that can that can make you um you know not be allergic jennifer you can't do this to yourself it just looks so yeah. terrible so how now, old were you when you started says, going grey when you let it go so i mean i, I mean i was going grey probably mm. early 40s I think and I think I let it start going I, I, I allowed my head myself to go grey about four right. four years ago because I was the same yeah, when I, when I decided I was going to go grey because I've been grey for years and just coloured it everybody on kind of social media probably jokingly but there's always something behind the joke was like don't do yeah. it it's you know you look too old you're too young yeah not, yeah. not, not yeah. one person I don't think said yeah fantastic but my husband bless him was like, yeah, absolutely yeah. do it. And my kids were really supportive. But everybody else was like, God, yeah. you know, I don't think you should do that. Whereas now they're like, love your hair. It's, yeah. yeah. Isn't that incredible? And, and all it was because it just took you to stand up yeah. for you, basically, and um, own what you're about and, and be confident in your own skin. Because confidence speaks volumes because everybody wants to be around somebody who's confident. Everybody wants to be around somebody that oozes yeah. something because they want to know what that something is. And we, you know, there's no, there is no exact way of how someone should be, as long as they're healthy and they're yeah. happy. But once people see that you're completely at one with who you are, 
and you're happy with who you are, everyone wants to be around you. Everyone wants to know what, what that magic formula is because, because it becomes infectious because they want to know what is it that makes you mm. so happy. And all it is, is that it's just, just being happy for yourself, loving who you are as a person and knowing the only person that can make you happy and make you feel good has to be yeah, yourself. Definitely. And I think it's taken me a long time to learn that, actually. I think it took me some of my 40s to learn that. Yeah. Well, I, do you know, it's taken me, uh, to be fair, I mean, I mean, after John, I was in a couple of relationships that didn't really work out. And then I just said, I'm, I'm not going to be in a relationship at all. I'm just not interested in anyone. I'm going to be on my own. And then I started reading loads of books about just about, you know, sort of like self-help. It was about just being positive with yourself, understanding what it is that you mm. want in life and what is it you're looking for a partner and all these things I was looking for, all these things I was, I was looking for someone to give to me when really true, the person that had to give it to me mm. for myself. And I just thought if I start loving me and like, liking what I'm about, then I won't have to look for someone to give it to me. I'll just be in a relationship with somebody that's just with me, but I'm okay with my, being in my own skin. You know, that sort of thing. Once I, I started liking mm. what I was about and I didn't, start looking for a relationship to make yeah. me a whole then life yeah. became better for me yeah. you know my understanding and and then i um then the girls in my office put me on a bumble oh uh, yes yeah dating line for women only and i was like nah not doing it they're like i'm like no i'm not gonna i'm not gonna go at someone i don't know mm. i'm not interested da, 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 da. and they were like jennifer you've got to do it and i said okay i'm gonna have one hit and one hit only and i did it and i met ian who I've been with him for a year and a hmm. month now. We got engaged after oh, wow. three months. He is the most incredible human being I've ever met in my life. And we have so much in common. It's scary. It's so scary how this person just appeared in my life at the right exact time for me to understand who I was as a person. And he, and he understands hmm. who he is as a person. And we completely gel together. That's, and it's on my mood oh, board as brilliant. well. Which is really so do bizarre. you do more? Because I yeah. do mood boards. Do you do one every year or do you do, do you, how often do you change it? Well, I, I was doing one before every year, but this one now I've done, um, I've kept for just over a year now. And I just, I've got it in a frame and I just take things out and put things in. And the reason why I've kept it is because slowly everything's beginning to materialise because the love area that I had, I've mm. now put Ian there. And then I had modelling, oh, really? really bizarre on there. Yeah, I had like, I've got a picture and I've got like Dior and I've got Fashion World and all that sort of stuff and health and fitness for women mm. and all that sort of thing. And I've got that on the board and it seems to be going around in a little circle and I'm ticking it off, which is really yeah. lovely. I've been reading this book. Can I talk about yeah, this book? I I've been love reading? reading different books. Yeah, it's, it's called right. The Vortex and it's about, it's, um, it's Esther and Jerry, and Jerry Hicks. And the thing is, it, it, they talk about a third person as Abraham and that kind of freaked me out at first because I just thought okay this is like a third person don't know if I can handle this mm. but the clarity of what they're saying for life was priceless which was absolutely astonishing in terms of how we see ourselves on this earth and why we are here and once I got what they were talking about and law of attraction and how you think your day into existence and how you help yourself to become the better person. Hmm. Everything changed. And you know, this was this film years ago called Pollyanna, 
where every time she came out, she always thought of the world was fantastic. And everybody said, oh, you know, you can't do that. You've got to, you know, the world isn't, isn't amazing. And, and, and it isn't amazing. It's not amazing. But I mm. can be amazing in it. How I feel and how I react to things can all be about me. And this whole journey of our life is all a mindset. Totally. I say this to my girls that you are the only ones who are totally in charge of how you get what's mm. going on in life. Because the information that you take in, you're the only one that has to process it. I can't process it for them. I can give them what yeah. I think is right, but how they see it and how they do it, it has to yeah. be down to them. And how have they responded to your modelling? Well, at first, my, um, my youngest one, she sent me a, uh, when I sent her a photograph and showed her this whole modelling picture that I took when I went uh, mm. to the actual auditions, um, she was like, Mummy, if you want to stand out, you've got to put your left foot forward and lift your right hip up, <laughs> and that's how you stand forward. I was like, yeah, okay, Brilliant. whatever. Um, yeah, no, they actually, my my girls are on are on their own little trip. Like, they want to be mm. budding athletes. They want to be number one in the world. They want to be best in this in their class. So they think it's great, but they're not interested. Yeah. They're more interested in themselves, which 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 I don't feel because I understand that. It's all about themselves right now. It's 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 fine with me. They say, yeah, mummy, it's great. Yeah, lovely. And then they'll move on to themselves. And where's we fine? I'll be like, oh, don't you care that I've done this? I'm like, okay, great. You know, you don't yeah. have to like it, but I love it. And I feel great about it. Yeah. You know, that sort of stuff. So I take it for myself. But also, yeah. you are being yeah. a role model to them because you're showing them that, you know, you're in your 50s and look what you're doing and look what you're achieving and not being scared to try new things. Yeah, 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 yeah. That I mean, that they do see, and that they are driven by that because I don't have to tell them twice to do their mm. homework, or you know, when we go training, we drive to Crystal Palace. They're doing their, they're doing their, their homework in the back of the car, and and you know, I've I've been to both of their schools' parents' evening, and the teachers are just blown away at how great they are and how much time is consumed by training, but they mm. still get everything done. So. So in, in that aspect, I think I've got, I've got a really lovely yeah. balance. And, and, you know, I think there is something behind this thing about when you, come, when you turn 50, everything changes. And it doesn't change in a bad way where you think, oh, my God, I'm 50 years old, my life, oh, my God, what have I done, what have I done? Everything becomes a little bit more significant because then you, the quality becomes different. Because then you look at things with a clearer eyes, better understanding. And everything you do, because you know that every single part of your life now is so crucial in terms of what you do and how you do it. Because, you know, because you know that you know, 15 and mm. 16 and 17 and 18 and 19, and then, you know, then, you know, then, then, mm. then that's it. But then it, it doesn't become scary. It becomes, you, you understand it now. You think, ah, oh, now I can't run with the wind. Now I'm going to make the wind work for me. And your whole aspect has changed. And the quality of people that you bring in your life, you keep. The ones you don't want, you just mm. say goodbye. And the, the quality of your life just changes. And, and, and I do believe it is when you get to 50, because then you realise you've got all this, this abundance of, of wealth of information that you've picked up along the way, that it's time to mm. use it all. To the best of your ability. I think it's exciting. I think and, it's an exciting time. I yeah, really do. Yeah. No, no, I do. I do. And I think and I think for women equally, because you know, it's it's not easy. When you've got kids running around you, you're tired and you know, and, and I know everyone says, Oh, 
you know, you know, it's not just women, it's, it's, it's the men. And I understand, mm. you know, men get tired too, everybody gets tired. And, you know, women equally, because like I said, you know, we take a battering, our bodies go through, God knows yeah. whatever. And, you know, we go through menopause and, you know, change in our life and everything. So much that goes on emotionally that we have to mm. deal with. It's almost quite frightening when you think about it. When you, when you think about it, you could, we should all be running around yeah. screaming. Like, yeah. ah! <laughs> everywhere yeah. we should be you know we should be like hysteria everywhere but it is almost saying to yourself and and almost understanding okay this is going to happen this for this these 10 years and that's going to happen for the next 10 years that's going to happen for the next 10 years and once you get your head around it and you understand like i i like working out and i, I want my body to be the best it, it, it can be it's, it's never going to be like how i was when i was in my 20s or my 30s or my 40s it will be the best it can be in but its you have an, I mean, you have, you and, have an amazing body. When you walk down the catwalk, you have a fantastic physique. <laughs> we obviously work at it, but you really do look yeah, yeah, brilliant. Yeah, I, no, and also, well, yeah, and, I, and I'm lucky in terms of DNA and skin and all that kind of stuff. But I do. I am, I've, you know, I've been a vegetarian. I've never been drunk in my life. Everyone thinks it's crazy, but I've never, I don't drink or smoke or anything like that. So, and, 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 and I haven't done it consciously just one of those things that's just yeah. how it is but uh you know i i, I don't know i i think that you know i you know people will look at me and they'll say oh you know your body's amazing but then when i look at how my body was when i was in my 20s yeah. and 30s it was sick yeah. do you know what i mean it was amazing it was amazing it was amazing and but i won't get caught up on that because i can never be yeah. that person again because that person's gone and it's given me greatness and i'm mm. moving on to it so i have to work with how it is so it's it may be great to some people but it's not more i know i i could actually do if i had a lot more time because i haven't really got time so i have to cheat mm. my way into how i want to look but i understand that this is where you are jennifer make the, the most of how you are in your 50s and just keep maintaining and then just see what happens so in terms of modeling wait is this something now yeah. that you want to kind of do more of well the funny thing you should say this today surprise surprise I um, got a call from Models One, so I maybe sign up to a model agency. Really? So we've got to we've got to have another talk and everything. Yeah. So so I will probably be taking this, doing this on uh, a serious note, which was which is incredible because you know the craziest thing is the craziest thing is in life is that I've been doing everything for everybody and taking like you know like the athletes everywhere and everyone's been praising them and saying how wonderful they're and something in the back of me has always said okay, I've not really finished with praising myself mm. just yet. I need a little bit of this. And the fact that I have now turned it around and people are now praising, mm. it feels amazing. That was a fantastic just, it's, That's so exciting. It's, yeah. It's, and, and it's different. And you know, the, what, one of the things that they did say to me, which I thought was really quite exciting, was that, that the modelling world now is turning to a lot more yeah. diversity. So they're looking for curvier muscle models, older models, disabled yeah, models too. Um, yeah, and so many different categories that now they're, they're becoming real. They're, they're looking for real people and closer to everyday individuals. And I think that's what's changed. I got it at the right time. And I started two years ago, and I think just in the last two yeah. years, I've seen how already it's slowly starting to change. So to come into it now, I think it's yeah. perfect for our age group. How do you feel? How, have, have you been enjoying it? This is a me asking yeah, you the I love question it. now. I love it, and it is... I feel like, I think because I've embraced my grey hair and my curves and I've kind of accepted yeah. who I am, to go into it now just feels like the most natural thing for me to do. Yeah. It's beautiful. And I, feel, and yeah. I love it. And I do yeah. feel like I'm only just kind of 
getting started is something that I've really found a passion for. So yeah, yeah every 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 job I get is something I don't take for granted, and it's exciting. exciting. Yeah, yeah, no, good on you. And that's and I think I think that's what it is. In in life, it's about just ticking that little um, mm. happy box from time to time, just to give back to yourself, just to make yourself feel a little bit validated for you. It doesn't matter. It doesn't, I mean, it doesn't have to be yeah. modelling. It could be anything, but just something that gives back to you that makes you feel that you value yourself more than anything else. you're really involved in the, because you were a co-founder of the Driven Women Network as well, weren't you? Yes. Because, I yes. mean, I think, just think you're such a positive role model for women because not only have you achieved everything you do, but then you're also helping and giving back and mentoring women. What do you do? With, what's, what's your role in the Driven Network? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I haven't, to be fair, I haven't done Driven Women in the last three, right. two years, only because I've got, because of the girls with listed mm. GCSEs and, they, we, and now they they both now want to take the track and field to another level. So my evenings or from Monday to Friday is driving them to physios and track and field. So so I haven't been able to do as much. But Misa, what the actual bone of driven woman is, allowing women to focus on mm. themselves and to find something that they want to do and work at it. And it's almost encouraging them to spend time on themselves. It could be like yeah. homework. You know, find something you want to do, be committed to it, sit down and, and work on it. Not every single day, but little bit by little bit until you start materialising, mm. until you start seeing things grow. And it's given women the confidence to not to be afraid to step out of the box, basically. And so many women, even now, I still talk to so many of them and they may give me a call if I'm not there in spirit, uh, talk to them on, on a regular basis. When they have the events, I'll go and talk. It's all about positive energy and trusting your instincts about where you want to go and if you want to change your life in any shape or form you can do it at any given time there is no number or time it's when yeah. you're ready is the most important what a brilliant thing. project yeah what advice yeah. would you go Very back good. to and tell yourself your younger self do you know this is something i was thinking about many many times ago and this word selfish when people say oh you can't be selfish you've got to think about this you've got to think i i actually think that word should just be abolished and taken away whatever because I think that if I could have gone back to my early days, especially my track and field days, and actually listened to my own self-belief, mm. I think my steps would have been totally different. Listen, I've, got, I've got my kids and I'm really happy and, and, and it's amazing how my life has turned out. But if I, was, if I had just the ounce, a little bit more of the confidence, confidence that, I, that I've got now, I think I would, have, I would have moved and finished a lot further. But if I could... If I had just a small amount of the confidence that I've got mm. now when I was younger and realised that it, it was okay to be in awe of myself, to be the best, yeah. I think I would have pushed things a little bit, you know, my barriers a little bit further. Because I think that one of the things that, you know, more so now, I mean, you know, when you're younger, your parents, you know, my parents are like, you know, there's more to do than life than just being, the, you, know, you know, rich and famous or trying to do this or trying to do that. You've got to work hard, you've got to get your head down and, You've got to, you know, you've got to build a family mm. house. Yes, I do that. But there's more to life than that. Abundance and being the greatest person you could be, whatever it may be, whatever it may be, shouldn't, there shouldn't be a ceiling yeah. there. There shouldn't be, you should be able to, to make a mark. And you should be able to yeah, dream. Absolutely. You should be able to dream. And whatever comes out of those dreams comes out of those dreams. And you know, wherever, how far you are is, is, is just how far you're meant to be. But there shouldn't be a ceiling on dreams. There shouldn't be a limit of, or people saying that, you know, no, 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 no. Only those individuals get there unfortunately you're born on this level so you can only mm. do this no it isn't about that 
you can come out at any 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 level you want. And I think I you know I did. I'm not saying I did. I did remarkably well. You know, my mum was a single parent. She was on her own, all that sort mm. of stuff. And she brought up five kids, and she worked really hard. And we, you know, we were in the council estate and all this sort of thing. And you know, I did well to come out of all of that. Mm. Equally, at the same time, there was an incredible amount of doubt of where I was going to end up. Yeah. And how I was going to do it. But I was just, I knew I didn't, I didn't want to be where I was. And I knew there was something outside there waiting for mm. me, basically. Yeah. Well, honestly, I could talk to you for, for hours. You're so interesting <laughs> and inspiring. Know, Last three Thank questions. You. Do you have a yeah. kind of favourite motivating song? It's um, Lauren, Lauren mm. Hill. It's uh, Miss oh, Educated. Yeah. And all of her songs is just incredible. Because I think it's one of her first really deep, uh, meaningful um albums where she talks about life and her struggles and pushing through and I love that to work out with I just love all the lyrics that she says it's just incredible there's love in there and there's all sorts of things so yeah that's one of my and Luther Vandross they're one of my best um, albums that I listen to on a regular basis. Are you basis. going to see it because she's doing a tour isn't she of the Miss Education? Yes she is yeah 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 I'll be trying to work it out because of the my girls now I have you know my life becomes secondary yeah. to theirs uh, yeah, I had to try and work out times, yeah. But yeah, I would love to go and see yeah. her concert. Favourite book? My favourite book at the moment, like I said beforehand, is mm. The Vortex. It's just about law of attraction. It's just, you know, it's it's about getting to understand me and what mm. I'm about and how, I, and, and how I see myself in the world, not how the world sees yeah, me. Yeah, I like there. that. That sort of thing. I'm going to yeah. read that. And... and and that's, yeah, that's really, really resonating to me. At the uh, last... now, who inspires me? Now, I actually was a great fan of Oprah Winfrey mm. and Ianna Van Zandt and Maya Angelou when she passed away, before she passed away, and um, uh, Michelle mm. Obama. I think she's just the most incredible individual yeah. ever. But Jennifer Stout now has a complete obsession with Harry and Meghan mm. right now. Okay. Which is, which is really bizarre and really out there because my girls think I'm just like lost the plot <laughs> but I I'm trying to get them to understand is that it's not it's not so much about the, the royalty and stuff it's just the chemistry between the two yeah. of them it's mind blowing yeah. absolutely mind blowing because you know I know everyone says oh you know she's come from you know she, she, she's she gone in there and she's someone that's been you know from the, I mean from the movie world or whatever but listening to their story about how the two of them met and the fact that they had no idea that they were on the same parallel journey and understanding of the same thing and to actually meet someone like how I feel like I've met my partner meet someone who's actually on the same journey as you and they can deliver exactly the same mm. thing it's the most incredible beautiful love that you can yeah. ever see and you can see it and these these these, these those two cats are going to be dynamite yeah they're going to be absolutely dynamite and I'm watching and I'm looking and I'm just just seeing the body language and even when she went to the Grenville Tower to do the the cooking mm. with the women and the way she hugged the ladies that wasn't a pretend yeah. hug or smile it was yeah. genuine and harry has found that that nugget that he's been looking for because he is that type mm. of person and it's incredible to see that i think the only reason why i think i'm i'm noting it is because i feel like i've just got into it with my yeah. partner and and i kind of get it i mm. get it and it's taken me 53 years to get yeah, there. Yeah, but worth the wait. But I get it. Yeah. No, no. You know, I wouldn't change any of my mm. path or any of my journey to where I am right now. Because where I am right now is terrific. Yeah. Brilliant. 
Well, I hope it continues that Definitely. way. When so when you get thank to you. Well, we were we're, we're thinking twenty twenty. We were thinking like mm. next year, but because um, next year just seems so yeah. quick, and it just seems like I didn't realize just how much expensive yeah, all these weddings are. I'm like, what? <laughs> no, no. And so and it's this question because we know so many people. So now we're just going to think of the easiest and the best way to do it, more efficient way. Because I'm I haven't been married mm. before. I I'm, I haven't been married. Ian's been married. John and I were engaged, but we didn't mm. we didn't get married. I, I I'm a bit of a fairy tale person. I want to be able to walk down the aisle. You have to look at yeah. me. Everybody in that place yeah. will look at me. You yeah. know that sort of thing. So it's just trying to find um the right time and venue and that sort of stuff and around the business and so yeah. No, but I'll get I'm going to do that in the next Brilliant. two years before twenty before the end of twenty twenty. Well, that's definitely. exciting. Well, thank yeah, you so much for taking so. time out because I know you're really you. busy and it's been an absolute pleasure. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. I'm just glad I learned how to do something new in yeah. technology. Go there, Jennifer thank you. <laughs> So if you'd like to follow Jenny, you can find her over on Instagram at gorgeous50s. And thank you very much for your time. It's brilliant. No, and thank you so much as well. Have a lovely rest yeah, of the evening. Yeah, thank you. Go relax. Uh, enjoy the rest of your week. All right, then. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast and I hope you've come away feeling inspired by what Jenny's been talking about. I know I have. Don't forget you can subscribe over on the Anchor Podcasts or iTunes and I would really love it if you could take time out and leave us some feedback on iTunes. That would be fantastic. In the next two weeks we'll be joined by Jacinth Bassett, owner of thebiascup.com and we'll be finding out what is it to become so passionate about fighting ageism in the fashion industry. In the meantime, keep being fabulous.